mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bert to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. It's episode 58 today, Martin. Episode 58, rattling along like an Intercity 125, if you're old enough, or you one remember, of them is. Yeah. Uh, right, so we've had, a, we've had a broker on recently, we've had a lender on recently, <laughs> so the axis of evil, we have to have a, 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 a property person on. Uh, we've got Kate Rossi, who's the owner of Goose Chase Property Search. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Really good this morning, good, thank good. you. Thank you for coming in. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we, we talk about business, we talk about property, anything that's relevant like that we're always interested to find out what other people are up to even though mm-hmm. we, you know we might all be in the same industry but we might, we might never meet yeah um so d- we'll start with the the potted history of kate i mean what what is your background in property when, when did you start started off i don't know how it happened because i was always <laughs> very arty and creative really? but um without boring you i ended up becoming an estate agent in the early 90s when all those creative things were drying up because of the recession yeah and a friend of mine had started working for the company I worked for for 20 years in the end and he said I'm a bit of an introvert and I'm doing really well you're more of an extrovert come and have an interview and it was something that I discovered I was really really good at where where was this was it in London this was in London so I started off in Battersea yeah it was a small independent um agent called Raymond Bushel back then and then it turned to Bushels yeah and they got they they got Dexter's. taken over. They might be taken over by Dexter's yeah, now. I'm not them. sure. But... I used to live in Ealing and they had branches. All yeah, West yeah. London, we were they? all over the place yeah. back then in the early days. Um, so I was taught by two amazing um, guys who owned the company at the time. They were brilliant agents, but absolutely rubbish businessmen. <laughs> so we went into receivership, <laughs> like yeah. oh, well which then. was a really yeah. interesting story because we were on our um, works Christmas party on a Thames cruise boat. Which got repossessed halfway down the river. Well, <laughs> um, we got on it at three, yeah. and at five o'clock, all the managers, and I'd just been made a manager of Shepherd's Bush literally about a week before, got called downstairs by one of the owners, Derek, and he said, um, just to let you know that the receivers are coming on at six, <laughs> not sure if you're going to have um, a paycheck this month or a job in the new year. Sorry, wow. can you go and tell your staff now and look after them? Oh, and happy Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah. So at six o'clock they came Blimey. on and that's exactly what happened. So we got taken over by basically bankers yeah. um, and actually the company went on to do much what, better. So what year was this, um, Kate? Just so, oh, crikey. Do you remember? <laughs> um... I think it was about 96. Right, okay. Yeah, so I ended up in Fulham. Um, I was made manager there and I was a manager for 15 years. And then I adopted my children and okay. took a year out and went back on a part-time role but decided to move back down to Winchester where I'm from. So um, that's when I decided to set up Goose Chase. Okay, because, so the, yes. the interesting this, isn't it? Because we, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we briefly chatted in the green room <laughs> just to try and pick ourselves yeah. up a bit we, we chatted briefly about how there has been that that, that quite uh, dynamic change in the yeah. way people source property find yeah. property yeah um uh, and and this was it's quite a recent phenomenon is it is it in terms of property sources being a professional or um, a profession should i say in london it was something that was becoming really really popular 
I'd say in the last five to ten years that I worked in London, particularly in areas like Fulham, um, we worked like Phil Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he set well, up Garrington. Yes. And we dealt. We did a lot of business with him. He's just as lovely as he is on the TV, by did the way. Did you set up Garrington's first, or was he doing the TV no, first? No, did both Garrington's at the same time. Oh, he did so he was a property source first. He was, yeah. yeah. And then I think he when he... Yeah, when he did, he, he sold out of Garrington, and they're still very big. Um, so I always had it in my mind that the one thing that I love most about the business, and I kind of lost over the years of being a manager and dealing with sellers, staff management admin <laughs> admin <Thanks. Yeah>. <laughs> all, <laughs> all the, the stress stuff. of that um i thought well what i love most about it was helping people and dealing with buyers and that buzz when you find them mm-hmm. something that they love so i thought when i came back down to winchester i'd like to set up on my own and therefore i can be completely there for the kids um and i have you know control over my time etc um so I set up Goose Chase, and big, there weren't that many move. people doing it. Yeah, I was going to say, out in the sticks, it's probably uh, less fashionable, if that's the word, less, or yeah, a bit more cynical known, about it. Yeah, absolutely, and, and also what I did find that I found really bizarre is the people doing it were, a lot of them hadn't got a background of prop- in property. They'd never actually right. worked in property. Do you think you think coming out of London actually gave you that perfect kind of background and skill sets? Yeah. Into into a, a sleepier provincial yeah. area. Yeah. Um, and give you that advantage. I think it did because um, I understood how the agents operated, how to get the best out of them, how sellers thought, how you know their mindset, how buyers thought. So I felt I could look at it from all angles and provide a really good service for anybody who needed my help yeah because i think generally the rural areas tend to work at a different pace don't they, they? do very much so, so it's a case of having to chivvy them along yes <laughs> um like getting a tractor on a country road yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Do you know yeah. weirdly when i came back to winchester and i did a tour of the agents i actually came across a few old fulham old from people um, that gone out. that's interesting competitors who'd really? worked at foxton's or really? some of the big, they were like oh i remember you kate yeah you were really good weren't you <laughs> like, yeah hi i'm back um so over the 10 years i've built great relationships with the agents and that's the key thing mm-hmm is I want them to come to me with their, you know... Because they know you're not a, a time waster or a target. Absolutely. Uh, you're committed absolutely. to the cause. Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah. And, um, you know, people think that there's a conflict, but there's not at all because the agents get paid by their clients, the sellers, and my mm-hmm. clients pay me yeah. to help them find um, a property to buy or to rent. That's perfect. So yeah. I'm guessing that, just I'm, I'm, I'm speaking anecdotally here, Yeah. Um, uh, this being out in the sticks in the country now as you come out of the pandemic you're in a bit of a sweet spot because it seems to me that there's an avalanche of of uh buyers that are moving out of london now they've gone into this hang on wait a minute i don't need to be in the office five days a week exactly i don't have to commute in every day Mm -hmm. yeah so are you are you seeing that Uh, absolutely um people have completely rethought Mm. their long-term plans Mm -hmm. and people who might have been thinking about moving out of london in five ten years time have brought those plans forward forward for lots of different reasons mainly for what you've just said and quality of life i think people have really really reassessed you know their quality of life during the pandemic are they coming out of london in the main in the main yeah i mean not everybody that i help is coming out of london um but there is you know the 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 bulk of them definitely doing for local house prices (laughs) i mean i have had some of my clients have to pay 
up to quarter of a million over the guide to secure a property. It's m- been mental. nuts. Well, I, I've got an anecdote. My client is looking in the Cotswolds. Um, yeah. I think there's one property on the market in his, you know, it's a Nick 400 square mile radius that you're yeah. looking at. It's on at 750. Mm. And the agent said, look, it's probably going to go for around about 980. Yeah. Just to position yourself yeah. there. Yeah. What you know? What um, you got to feel for the local indigenous worker. Yeah. Who might be on twenty five grand a year. Yeah. Now suddenly getting outpriced. I know. A bit it's, like the, the holiday lets in Cornwall and Devon. Yeah. It's going further into other yeah. areas now. Yeah. It it's really tough. Um, I mean, an area like Winchester, for example, mm. Central Winchester. You've got three of the best secondary schools. You know, in well, one of the best secondary schools in the whole of the country. Um, state secondary so and you've got the commute to London is so good from there what, what is it from Winchester you might as well do an hour just about an hour so there are so many reasons to be in an area like Winchester and also access to the coast yeah. you're really close access to London the airports so that's become a real hot spot and it is difficult for people who mm. like you say who have born and bred Winchester they're getting squeezed out they're having to go to other areas now so there is mm. a bit of resentment I, within the local community yeah which I completely get as yeah. well yeah. I really, I mean, it's really always do. difficult isn't it because I think that there's been like in big cycles I can remember kind of like during the early 90s as well it's the same sort of thing where having a second home suddenly became a thing mm. in the night in the early 90s mm. where suddenly then that was when you start I mean you compare them price-wise now in the same villages between then and now and it, you look at it on paper think what were people moaning about yeah but at the time wages were a lot lower yeah, as well even absolutely. then so I think that it's always been an issue in the rural areas where regards to um people's earnings and that type of thing and property prices yeah um I mean, the, the, a lot the, of it's lifestyle now though isn't it, it i think is. to be honest for a lot very of people. very much so very have you got I, 5g down in winchester uh, do you do, know do we? the internet connection oh, barely got 4g <laughs> down our way to be honest <laughs> no. we've up the winchester market today <laughs> <laughs> <nothing else. laughs> yeah but that's what they get that's why they get on the train for an hour is get the it, reception back it's 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 actually one of the most common things i get asked by is my it? clients is what's the broadband speed well, like, is, I'm like um... it's that you know we're all doing zoom calls still yes. a bit maybe not quite to the volume we did this time last year but you know you do want to rely it's things like that are yeah. important yeah and if hmm. yes you if you go out into the sticks it's great you know you can see nothing but fields but yeah. you know if you're on 1g yeah it takes you an hour to download a pdf you're yeah. going to suddenly think i should have stayed in london yeah. and, you know there is a there is, it's probably a bit too early, but are you, any evidence of buyer regret? Those people that dashed out of London, sold up and go, hang on, wait a minute. A bit like when people yeah. used to go abroad and had two mm-hmm. two weeks yeah. in Benidorm, which is brilliant. So they went and bought an apartment out there and then never went back to it. Oh, buyer regret. Nothing Might be too early. massively. Yeah, a bit early at the moment. Um, one person that did get a bit caught out recently, um, he was actually selling the property to my clients. They bought something just outside Alsford and they were told by the agent, who I won't mention, um, oh, yes, cool. it's a really easy commute. No, it's a really, no, no, no. It's the, it's the Hampshire equivalent, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a really easy commute to London, no problem from this village. Yes, yes, no. It added about an hour on top of the actual oh, train the, journey. So two hours. So the guy who um, was working from home during the mm-hmm. pandemic, etc., Suddenly, the office said, actually, we need you back in the office for five days a week. He could not get them to come down on that. So they were in there for just over a year, and he's had to move to Guildford 
to have to that is a commute. So yeah. that, yeah, so that's, you know, they, they've, they've probably I'm, lost money. Anecdotally, I've heard something similar where someone went to Bristol for a big investment bank mm. under the assumption that, you know, that that's it yeah. now. This is yeah. the new way of mm. living. Suddenly, yeah. they've all been called back yeah. in. And, and Bristol to London's on a daily commute. That's a track, that is. Over is two it? hours, mm. I would think. Yeah. yeah, it's a good line, but still yeah. four hours a day. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, but... It'd be interesting to see who will win that battle, the employer or the employee. I think it will always end up somewhere in the middle where you'll get some flexibility from employers. Yeah. And uh, some some will... I think it will become a big recruitment tool for businesses... Because yes. I think the consumer, sorry, the consumer, sorry, I think the employee will go, well, actually, what's your flexible working policy? Yeah. Because it is important. It you know, is important. People have done the school, you talked about children. Yeah. Uh, Kate, people have been there for the school runs regularly. Yeah. You know, that childcare wasn't the drama it was if you've got two parents in London yeah. and the kids are down in Kent. Yeah. So you know, I think the, 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 the employers, and sorry, the employees will want to have some of that flexibility that we've learnt or, or, or gained from the the pandemic yeah. i think there's a really interesting facebook group that i follow mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen it life after london ah, it's really yes. worth following They've because there's people who are looking at moving out of london yeah. and it's fascinating actually there's starting to be that creeping in of people who've made that move in the last couple of years who are regretting it <laughs> they are regretting it and they're is- like can you know? Is anyone else feeling you know <laughs> like they admit, wish they hadn't have done it? You know, got, they are scared to admit a, there it. There is that, that kind of hang on, wait a minute. And also, as you would know, it's not cheap to buy and sell quickly. No, it really isn't. If you're going to buy a, a, mm. a seven hundred fifty grand house in Winchester, which yeah. sounds very normal price, yeah. then with buying costs, you know, it's a fifty grand transaction. To so then pay it again to move to Guildford. I was just chatting to Jack outside um, about you know in. Back in the day in London, you'd be buying and selling every few years and just mm-hmm. climbing and climbing and making more and more money. And it wasn't so expensive to... The, to the costs yeah. were nowhere near. The borrowing was but easier. But now people yeah. have to be more long-term minded. Yeah. And also, you don't, you don't get that, that, that social climbing so much further out of London, maybe. No. You're buying that house because actually... I don't need to move every five years. No. You've got uh, the space, you've got abs- the garden, you've got yeah. the schools. What I'm finding a lot of my clients in maybe their sort of 40s, 50s, they're future-proofing. So they're thinking, is this going to work for us? Mm-hmm. Now, in the next five, 10, 50, when the kids, you know, when the kids are at secondary, when they want ki- their friends around, it, they're taking it all into consideration. They really are thinking a lot longer term, mm. which risk, is a good way to think, I absolutely, think. Absolutely, but the risk is you can end up overthinking some stuff as <laughs> yeah. well, can't you? Yeah. And never actually end up reaching a decision. That's where we come in. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. I say we because what, I do what, have a, a colleague who helps me every now and again. The important thing is with it, isn't it, is making people aware of if they are relocating to that sort of level yeah. of what they're taking on. Absolutely. It's, it's, the, it's the unnoticed stuff that, for them, perhaps in, in a city is straightforward. Everything happens when you want it to. Yeah. To them, potentially having to go to, from one car to two cars. Yeah. And then um, signing into the Just Eat app and realizing there's nothing that delivers within 15 <laughs> mile radius. Domino's is four that, hours away. Yeah, that type of thing. <laughs> Got to fly. Um, but th- that's the type of thing I think where you can have sometimes if people do struggle to adjust, it's the case of like you, you might feel like you're going back. 20, 30 yeah. years when you move here. Yeah. But in reality, it's the quality of life that you're, exactly. you're weighing up That's in terms it. That's of it. why you're doing it. And, and one thing I would say also very quickly, 
what I do for my clients is I'm working for them. You know, okay. if they're dealing with an agent, the agent is acting working for the seller. For the so they do not have so their in best interests at heart, whereas I do. So I'll be really honest and transparent hmm. about all of that sort of let's stuff. Let's give the last two minutes yes. over to you. So, okay. You know, what is your, so A, where can we find you in terms of social media or, okay. or your website? And <laughs> I'll ask your social yes. media manager I'll to step in a minute. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. um, yep. And then, you know, what is it you do for your clients? A little 30-second. Pitch this this is where one. I'll fall apart. <laughs> um, okay, so my website is www.goosechasepropertysearch.com. Goose Chase being the obvious thing because finding that ideal property is like a wild goose yeah. chase. Um, I add value to my client search in that they might be moving from a distance, they don't know the area, they want to be first in the queue or at the front of yeah. the queue for the really you know, quality properties that don't hit right move and because of the relationships I've got with the agents, yeah. I get access to that. Absolutely no question. A lot question. of off market stuff then. Is Loads. That basically I'd what say ninety five percent of the properties so I've people found my come client to you my clients are your foot's in off the door. market. Absolutely. Perfect pitch. Excellent. You can also and social media. Yes, you can also find Kate on Twitter, which is at Goose Chase Two. And Sometimes. Kate tweets one, once every five years. That's I gather. it. Is that and right? I blog even less. <laughs> um, Kate, listen. Thank you very much. That's really insightful. That's that. This is the kind of stuff we want on the yeah. podcast. Is different opinions from you know outside that London yeah. bubble. It's great to hear what's going on out there. And it sounds like you've got a really successful business. And thank I you. would imagine it's going to go from strength to strength. Yeah. We, thank you very much, guys. We shall finish with one question. Oh one yeah. Question. Would you rather? Be forced to sing along or dance to every single song you hear. Sing along, no question. <laughs> we should, Badly. We should introduce a karaoke uh, <laughs> karaoke edition. And, and Stu, thank you so much for asking a music question and, and not a sports question. <laughs> <laughs> Sing, sing along okay. badly without doesn't a doubt. Matter. You're only with friends, doesn't matter. <laughs> Tunes are irrelevant. That's great, guys. Thank you very much. So, it's episode 58 there of the LM Experience. If you'd like to come on and future guest um, with us and have a chat, you can do so. Uh, if you contact us through our Twitter feed, which is at the LM Experience, we'll be back in contact with you soon. Brilliant. Thank you, Stu. Thank you, Kate. Thank no you. Thanks for listening. And please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party. And your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it.